Oh, Danny, what did you do? <laughs> I made myself look all pretty because today's our makeup episode. Oh, goodness. You certainly did. Do my lips look okay? Here, let me uh, touch them up. Oh, oh, no, no. There you go. <laughs> oh, good lord. That is, oh, that is definitely your Theater shame. of the mind just became real. <laughs> oh, let's pretend Danny has makeup on. <laughs> no, it's... I, I like oh, to go. Oh, boy. I like... Oh, wow. <laughs> I like to really get into a role. E- oh, my gosh. How do I look? Stunning. I can't wait to see that lipstick smeared all over your braces in about five minutes. Welcome to Sadie Hawkins Pod. Hello. <laughs> Are you, are you a, taking a selfie? No, I took a picture of my water glass because now it's got the lipstick it, stain it on it. It certainly does. You are How currently wearing more makeup than I am. <laughs> I look like a baby that like, <laughs> is too much. I'm trying to take a selfie for later and I look like a baby. Let's just take a video. We've never taken a video live while we podcast. Oh my goodness. Here it is. I really put this lipstick on. I'm pretty now. <laughs> You're supposed to say... No, no, I can't be on camera. I have no makeup on. You're supposed to say I'm always pretty. You're always pretty. Yeah, I am. <laughs> so we'll post that video later. <laughs> it it feels weird. It's all greasy. Is that how lipstick feels? It's like grease on your lips? Or do I mean, you, yeah. are you just used to the feeling now? I mean, well, with that particular lipstick, usually you, you blot it a little bit with a oh. tissue. You did the thing, but yeah, you're supposed to blow. You just look like you had so much Kool-Aid. You look like a kid in a Kool-Aid coma. So the idea was like, we were like, <laughs> it's not funny in and of itself just for Jessica to say, oh no, look at you, Danny, you put on makeup. We were going to pretend, right? And I'm like, yeah, but it needs a little punch up. We needed something extra to, to really sell that joke. And then I was like, oh, I know. <laughs> it just To, to really sell it <laughs> yeah, for all those really listening. <laughs> You can't see you. I the, You the, can imagine. I'm just surprised with uh, having... I mean, I'm sure I've put lipstick on before as a costume or as a joke or something. But it's been a long time. And, like, right now I'm just mostly shocked by the feeling of it on my lips. Because it feels like there's, like, food on my lips. It feels like there's grease. Like, I ate a greasy burger and there's grease on my lips. And I need to lick it off. But I know it's supposed to be there. It's makeup. Ooh, I should pull out the uh, the what is it the Too Faced lip injection thing oh. the the stuff that 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 smells like strawberries but tingles. That's right. <laughs> Jessica would use this lip puffer, and if I kissed her, it would get onto my lips and make my lips tingle. Like I took uh, niacin. Is it called niacin? What's that blood cleaner that my dad swears by? I have no idea. It's a vitamin B. I remember that stuff. I think it's yes. called niacin or something. It's yeah. a vitamin B. My dad swears by it. Uh, and it like makes your, it makes your like veins tingle. It's really weird. Like your Spider-Man. Yeah. But it's just a vitamin. It's a vitamin sold on the count on the shelves anyway. Yeah. So this way we, this week we're talking about maybe it's Maybelline. Am I born with it? 
Do you think I'm born with it or maybe it's Maybelline? I think you are totally born with it, Dan. Thank you. I was born this way. <laughs> all the issues. It's like how we're all born with sin or whatever this no, song right. is actually about. Right. <laughs> so this is a song that Jessica was looking forward to for a long time. And then I guess you really actually started listening to the lyrics for the first time. I mean, you never noticed the apple from the snake part? No, I do. I knew that part. But like, I was just like, oh, whatever. Yeah, this is the first time I sat down and looked at the lyrics. This is a bop. I've always loved this one. It's always been one of my faves off Anatomy. But certain parts, I was just kind of like, I just kind of hummed through it, you know, because I couldn't quite suss out the lyrics. And then I read the lyrics and I was like, oh, alrighty. We're doing something here. I'm not actually sure what. There's a few different themes going on, maybe? Yeah, we'll get into it. But before we do that, we do have some voicemails. And then, of course, as you're hearing, if you're hearing this the night it comes out, tomorrow, Reliant K takes the stage in St. Louis. I think I guessed that right. Hold on. Going to ReliantK.com. Yeah, St. Louis. St. Louis, Missouri at the pageant. Is that where the blues play? Uh, You tell me. I'm kidding. I don't don't think that's where they play. I have no idea. Well, yeah, so the tour kicks off tomorrow, and we need... I'm sure they play at, like, Anheuser-Busch Stadium or something. I don't know. Isn't isn't Budweiser from from St. Louis? I just, I got thrown off because I know sports so, not so well that I was like, the pageant, sure, maybe a sports team plays at a place called the pageant. No, clearly (laughs) that's a, that's a theater, not a stadium. Um... So we need correspondence. If people are going to the tour, make sure yeah. to, you know, give us voicemails, say what happened at your show, were there any funny jokes? I want to start figuring out if they have the show scripted. I want to know, like, let's start, let's all commune and make sure, like, like, oh, that funny moment, oh, it was planned because it happened in all these different cities. I'm sure that's not going to happen, but it would be fun to see what what like set list happened and i'm trusting that set list fm will be correct because it's 2022 and i feel like everyone yeah i feel like in a lot of cases tour managers now update the set list fms themselves i mean now you can just go on like any social media and people are probably streaming the whole concert exactly so we are we have our tickets our plane tickets as we talked about for weeks now we have tickets to boston and orlando and right now it's seeming like 99 percent certain that we'll be at the orlando show and we're like 65% certain we'll be at the Boston show. So come on out. <laughs> so come on out. We would love to meet anyone in Orlando who might be going. So let us know. And then uh, I don't know about Boston, but hopefully if we make it, we'll make it. I have the vacation time. We have our flights to Florida. Uh, we just have to figure out our flights from Boston, from Florida to Boston. That's the more complicated part. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. The St. Louis Blues play at the Enterprise Center, formerly the Scott Trade Center. Mm. When's it going to become the crypto? <laughs> they're just going to buy everything. <laughs> they already have crypto.com arena. I know. They're just going to keep buying everything. So uh, we have two voicemails. So let's check these out and see who's calling. Hey guys, good morning and happy Valentine's Day. I'm sure it's Valentine's Day by the time you get this or hear this. Um, it's Lindy down here in sunny South Florida. It's a nice breezy 58 degrees this morning and I am freezing. <laughs> I am a South Florida girl who likes the sun. So we've had a cold snap and I've been 
told every single day. Anyway, I'm listening to the BMI Valentine episode, and um, Dan is asking for criticism or constructive criticism or constructive compliments, as Michael Scott would say. I didn't think anyone was really going to call up with constructive <laughs> criticism. <laughs> Isn't the polite thing to do if someone says, I want constructive criticism? You just don't. I'm just oh, kidding. Oh, no. How many voicemails did we get this week, Danny? <laughs> Two. <laughs> I just wanted to call and say, because I haven't called in a while, and I know you guys just miss me so much. I wanted to say that I have been a Reliant K fan since I first heard them at Bonaducious in like 2002 or something like that. But I'm like an early Reliant K fan. I've always been a fan of their early stuff. I didn't follow them really. Um, after, probably after mm-hmm, I didn't follow them much just because it was like harder for me to pay attention to what new albums were coming out. And I was in art school, so I, I was like in my own world. But anyway, I really enjoy the podcast because you guys go through these songs that I've honestly never heard and I end up really liking them. So I do some digging after I listen to the podcast and realize that there's so much more that I'm missing out on and that I had not heard from them. So I just want to say I enjoy it. I love your bits in the beginning, they always make me laugh. Um, but most of all, I just appreciate the fact that you guys go through these songs in some kind of order. Um, but it's like enlightening and it makes me like aware that there's other things that I do not know. So old time Reliant K lover, uh, learning about the newer stuff. So, yeah. Thanks. Wow. Okay, I don't know if I would have trimmed down some of the voicemail in the edit, but, you know, Google Voice has a three-minute limit, and she ended right on the three-minute mark. (laughs) That was, like, perfect timing. (laughs) I was convinced, like, it would get cut off, because if I see a three-minute voicemail, I'm like, oh, that's going to get cut off, and they're going to call back, but she didn't call back. She got it right in the wire. So yeah, I appreciate finding out that there are people. I know for I know some listeners of ours that are like friends of ours who don't even know Reliant K really at all, or maybe only know like the three biggest songs. So who have learned more about Reliant K by listening to our podcast, but just listening to it because it's it's our podcast and we're friends with them. But I don't know of any specific instances. It's just the first time I've heard of it where maybe you only know earlier stuff and you don't know everything in the catalog. And it's been a journey for us to learn every song because even though we listen to, like, you know, Air for Free and Collapsible Lung and Forget Not Slow Down are probably the albums, like, I was aware of the least when we started this, you know? They're definitely albums I listened to the least. Jessica listened to Air for Free a ton when it first came out. We didn't listen to Collapsible Lung at all. (laughs) And we listened to Forget Not Slow Down when it came out, but then, like, didn't listen to it for years and we're never kind of, like, didn't get in tune with the fact that it's, like, a masterpiece at the time because we were so, also, we were so out of the loop with music and stuff at the time that we didn't give it the years of appreciation it deserves. So I totally get that idea. And doing this podcast has helped us 
reconnect to the whole their whole catalog. Yeah. I celebrate the whole I celebrate their entire catalog. So I appreciate that. And thanks for calling in. And that's the second upvote for uh, opening bits. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that we've gotten ever. Oh, I mean. speaking of, I need to do a little touch up here. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Not again. <laughs> <laughs> I just dabbed it to my lips. So we have one more voicemail. Speaking of constructive criticism, the entire reason why it became a discussion last week about how I welcome anyone to please call up if we think we got something wrong. If you disagree with any of our points, I want to hear about them. I'm not, I don't want to be shut off to like that. And I've listened to podcasts, My I've listened to podcasts since 2010. The year we got married is when I started listening to podcasts. And I would get annoyed if I was listening to podcasts. And most of these podcasts were from like bigger, more, you know, known comedians and stuff. I would get annoyed when they'd get annoyed at negative feedback. So I was like, if I ever have a podcast, I won't get annoyed at negative feedback. Obviously, there are things like if you call up and you say, like, I think your voices suck. I'd be like, well, there's nothing we can do about that, you know, or whatever. Also, we already know. (laughs) But if you call up and say, oh, I disagree with that or whatever, you know, even if you don't like us, but you listen for some reason, I'm fascinated. I want to know. Well, the reason that became a discussion last week was from Josh calling and he called back to say something. He said, I hate your voices. Just kidding. Here it is. Hey, this is Josh. Uh, You played my clip this last time. Uh, First of all, it's uh, Josh Turpin. And second, I'm sorry if it came across as rude. Uh, In the episode, you were making jokes about how you didn't know what you were talking about. So I was just leaning into that. Uh, you were actually totally fine. Right. Thank you. No, I, well, there you go. I'm, I'm, and I apologize, Josh, if we seem like we were actually offended. We weren't. I took, yeah, no. I actually took you for your word. If you couldn't follow what we were talking about with Down in Flames, which I don't remember all the specifics of what we talked about with that song, but I had a feeling it was about like Christian infighting and maybe like denominations contesting each other and stuff like that if i was totally off base like yeah that's the kind of stuff i want people to call up and give us more context and stuff and i was absolutely not offended oh yeah no not at all not at all so sorry i'm again i'm sorry if it made it seem like we were upset by that we weren't it go you know what this reminds me if anyone has or hasn't heard it timothy sullivan one of our earliest listeners the brother of brady sullivan who ended in Brady is, you know, our number one Patreon contributor. The first corporate time overlord. <laughs> corporate overlord. The first time uh, Tim ever called one of the first times Tim called the podcast, it was for what have you been doing lately? And he's like, Hey, you guys are really taking the side of this of uh of Justin and Vanessa here, and I'm starting to think you guys are sinners. And I don't know if I can get behind a podcast hosted by sinners. <laughs> Obviously, it's a joke, but we were so new. Sullivan humor, though. Yeah, it's It's, so deadpan. Yeah. (laughs) And my humor is pretty deadpan at times as well. But I even I have a slight more of a wink than they necessarily have. (laughs) So that and and like I was for days, I was like, did he mean this? Did he mean this? And then I communicated with him or Brady or someone. I was like, oh, no, it's definitely a joke. And I felt like (laughs) ridiculous that I took it serious. But yeah. That just reminded me of that. We're we're not easily offended. Right. Oh, and speaking of Patreon. Oh, yeah, I, I give Daniel a hard time all the time. We're never offended when you call up with, with actual music things, Daniel. We just like to tease. <laughs> yes. Uh, but speaking of Patreon, this week we're doing 
the Twilight soundtrack. That's right. We're going to listen to the whole Twilight soundtrack and talk about that at patreon.com slash Sadie Hawkins pod. Later this month, we're going to do their case for karaoke or is for karaoke cover of Crazy by Gnarls Barkley. And we're getting our Patreon exclusive shirts out. And this is if you have contributed $60 total lifetime to the Patreon, then you get a free t-shirt of this design and i've always been very cautious with our merch that's available at sadiehawkinspod.com <laughs> i've always been very cautious never to intrude on relying case trademark like i don't even because it would be a trademark move we would to say that <laughs> yep. jessica leaning in <laughs> i've always been uh, for real i've been always cautious not to infringe on their trademark like we have the little sheet boy which is based off of the creepy ep candy ghost boy but we redrew it in our own style. So like, I feel like that is transformative enough, but everything else I'm very cautious, even if it invokes, like we use the Cooper font, which is that beach boys font. Like, yeah, that invokes Reliant K, but that that's not literally taking any of their art or even their name. I didn't want to even put the words Reliant K on our merch for that reason, but the Patreon shirt is free. So it has the words <laughs> Reliant K in the shirt. But please don't sue us because it's free. It's exclusive. Well, it's not technically free. It's included. (laughs) It's not retail sold. It's a club shirt. So anyway. And we appreciate all of you for being part of this club. Exactly. So welcome to the club. Uh, And anyone who can just get past top of the show business. (laughs) I was trying to tie club into makeup, but I couldn't quite do it. Trying to transition back to the song. Sure. Anyway. This week, we're talking about Maybe It's Maybelline. So maybe it's time. Maybe it's a beeline. What does that mean? (laughs) So this is one of those songs where they spelled it differently to to avoid uh, any whatever. And so it's maybe line. Right. And that's not how you spell. Two L's. Two L's. It's It's spelled the same. But the real Maybelline company has two L's. So this has come up. Let's see. What were these? 17 Magazine is supposed to be the word 17 spelled out. But right. they put it the number 17. Yep. What was the other one? There's a second one. Charles in Charge. I guess they just went ahead and said Charles in Charge. Yeah. BMI Valentine. They just did the capital BMI. Right. And I think the lowercase BMI, like it's a word, is just a typo. Yeah, yeah. On the streaming sure. services. But I know that there's one more that we're not remembering where they took the name of something (laughs) and they changed it so they wouldn't get like, so there'd be that extra level of. uh, While you look that up, when we did Lost Boy, did we talk about how that song was used in an episode of Degrassi, The Next Generation? No, we didn't. So tying back into CanCon and Lost Girl, uh, season 13, episode five about a girl is they Degrassi uses uh, the song Lost Boy. Interesting. And then about a girl is also the name of a Nirvana song. Alrighty. Well, that's just, that popped up in my deep dive this week. And I was like, oh, I feel like we didn't talk about this at the time. So I should throw that out there. And then I looked because I was like, did this come up because this song was also used in another episode? No, just, just that one. Maybe that was the only one, Seventeen Magazine. Hold on. I looked at the first two albums. Now I'm looking at two lefts. Maybe it's on two lefts. Chapstick. The Chapstick oh, trademark right. yeah, is there we go. a... 
compound word, chap, stick, one word. And they took them apart, chap, and the word stick. That's it. Okay, so this is in line with us. So I guess that closes this suite of of speaking of yeah speaking of trademark infringement with our patreon shirt (laughs) this goes in line with these three songs where there's a trademark in the name and they have uh kind of sidestepped it by spelling it differently that i talked about this before when we've talked about those songs but i'll just this is the last time i get to mention it they might be giants have a song called aka driver and the song is actually called nyquil driver like it invokes this idea of like a someone out on the open road drinking NyQuil. It's like this very m- bizarre concept, and the lyrics still reference NyQuil, but they didn't. But their lawyers said no, you can't put the words NyQuil in the name of your song, and so they called it AKA Driver just as a cover oh, up. Russia. But they could have gone the Reliant K route and spelled NyQuil differently. Hey Dan. Yes. It's our Baywatch move for this show not to improve. Over a hundred some odd episodes. <laughs> Did you just come up with that? Yep. We've been. Oh, we're in. Se- we're deep into season three of Baywatch, and now around now is the time that Baywatch starts to aesthetically have the reputation that it has yeah. as sort of a. Pamela Anderson finally showed up. Pamela Anderson shows oh up. Oh my gosh! Standing on a rock, blowing a saxophone. <laughs> Whoa. What? What? Oh, Blind. sorry. What? Yeah, the playing. <laughs> playing. She's not really playing, though. That is so inappropriate sorry, after everything sorry. we know she went through sorry. from the Pam and Tommy. That's okay. You know what? She does not... Her her uh, her her title card picture does not start off with a crotch shot like poor Shawnee. Right. You know, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, but like, it's just now it's like they're, they're hiring cinematographers and stuff that make everything look like... A softcore? A softcore porn, or at best, like, a gene commercial, like a sexy gene <laughs> commercial. This is where the show yes. <laughs> starts to lose... This is where we're seeing the show start to lose its, like, credibility as an actual procedural for lifeguards, which... We stand by the fact that the first season is actually a very well-written procedural for what it's like to be in a lifeguard. It does. It, the first season is actual network television. It's really well-written. The characters are fleshed out, and they're actually showing what life is actually like as a lifeguard now. Of course, it's supposed to be like fun and, and a little sexy or whatever, but it's still the first season of Baywatch is really good 90s television. We have been spending less and less time away from the beach. And right. therefore, none of these lifeguards have jurisdiction over anything <laughs> going on. In this last episode we watched, they, they go and they break up a motorcycle race up on a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> like the Malibu Canyon. Like, what? Right. No, you have no jurisdiction if you, and here. And if you know, like, the layout of Los Angeles, you know, like, this is nowhere near the beach, but then they fudge it and they pretend it's over the ocean. It's not that far. The canyons kind of open up into the ocean. I think it's believable. But the road, but the canyon roads yeah. don't pour into the ocean. They, they show They pour into the uh, Pacific Coast Highway. No, I mean... Up in the mountain, well, not the person flew up, off the mountain and landed in the ocean. Well, yeah. That is physically impossible. Well, that's correct. That's what I'm referring yeah, to. Yeah. 
It's a whole thing. Go 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 check Baywatch out. Uh, so the opening keyboards in this song are very similar to the Manic Monday cover, especially in the gold version. They kind of boost those up a little bit. Right. Okay. Yeah. And it also reminds me of the song Operation, which is a B-side that we haven't done yet. That's not on Burden the B-sides. It's the only place it was collected was the first demo. three gears. And, yeah. And then it was on, it was, it was, no, it was on Creepy EP, not oh, the demo. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It was on the Creepy EP and then it wasn't put, replaced anywhere until for the first three gears. But we'll do the song Operation at some point. We already did Manic Monday. But Operation, I think from what I remember, like the keyboard sounds are a little rougher, right? So, but... I guess this song's sort of in the middle of those two sounds. For some reason, like, even though I really love, like, um, keyboard-heavy rock and keyboard-heavy punk, like, that really synth, that synth sound that got really popular in the 2000s, like, maybe biggest with, like, you know, Motion City soundtrack and maybe The Killers, although that's, like, a very much higher production quality. For some reason, when I hear this song, I don't... I don't really focus on the keyboards that heavily. Like it is such a keyboard forward song, but it's not like it's, I don't take special note of, Ooh, this is one of those synthy keyboard songs. Like there's a couple MXPX songs that throw in those like synthy keys. And I always take note of those, but for some reason it, it feels buried on here. And it's not just the gold or the non-gold mix. I just, I don't know why. Hmm. Yeah. All right. I want to play the keyboards from, from both this and Manic Monday and okay. see if you think that I, I'm on the right track with that. Different keys, different tone, but yeah, very similar. Very similar. And then right away on Manic Monday, which I don't think we noted when we did Manic Monday, how there's that opening synth melody, and then immediately it harmonizes with the guitar. I don't think I took special note of that before. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. nah, 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 and then immediately the guitar comes in and matches it melodically and harmonizes. But then here's Operation. <laughs> Not this opening part. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm totally wrong. I haven't listened to Operation in a long time. I don't think I've ever actually listened to this. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds more like Sonic music than I remember. That does. We are okay, definitely totally playing wrong. like a Sega CD yeah, I game. I haven't listened to Operation in a long time. Okay, so I was totally wrong. It is closer to... Manic Monday. I was going purely off of memory and how when I would listen to the Creepy EP, I was like, yeah, I love these keyboards. And I definitely shined up that memory in my brain to make it more like what we were talking about with these other two songs. See, and I'm sure right now Daniel is just like throwing things in his car as he's listening to us. Like, oh, you guys are both wrong. Is this on that karaoke album that we have, Dan? Because I had oh, a yeah. lot of karaoke links this week in my deep dive. And I wasn't sure if there was like an official or semi-official version out there. Or if this is for some reason just a popular song for people to... Or if maybe it's easy to do that, you know, that that uh, Pro Tools stuff yeah, to get you know rid of the lyrics. 
Okay. And I did my research uh, last night at like 2 a.m. So I was not going to get out of bed and look for that CD. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I. You know what? We never think about this. Not K is for karaoke. Uh, but open mic karaoke, Reliant K Volume 1, is this very like under the radar CD. It's got pressing on getting into you those words are not enough and wake up call so we've done two of okay. those now pressing on we did so early we didn't know about the existence of this cd but maybe uh w- i don't remember if we talked about this being on the karaoke ep when we did wake up call so for getting into you and those did we do those words are not enough <laughs> i don't remember right now anyway we keep forgetting <laughs> this cd exists but it's an actual like karaoke cd that you're supposed to put in a karaoke machine but it is published by Goatee Records, and Goatee Records did a couple of these where they took actual the actual songs for the for the for the um you know the the demonstration like the actual tr- songs right. on the CD, and then the karaoke versions from the real studio version. So pressing on, getting into you, those words are not enough, and wake up call have official karaoke versions released. They're not easy to find on YouTube. I mean, maybe I should just put them on YouTube. I ripped the one, I only ripped press, I should have just ripped everything at the time, but I only ripped Pressing On when we first discovered this this album existed, so I could use it for, like, promotional stuff, but I never even really ended up doing that, so, um, yeah. Well, where did you find all these karaoke versions? Because I didn't find those on YouTube. Oh, just in, you know, just links in in my deep dive. And usually they're just like, here's a really short preview. And then you can, you know, buy it wherever, you know. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, there are songs where I found like, you know, a cover bot company makes a karaoke version for some of Reliant K's bigger songs. But I didn't find any karaoke versions of this. Not even like a badly spleetered version that that a fan did on their own and called it karaoke version. I didn't actually put any of the links in here because I was just like, ah, you know, usually a lot of times they lead to those like uh, they they're dead links or they, you know, lead to, you know, you're a winner pages and that sort (laughs) of thing. And there's just like a bunch of text underneath it. (laughs) You're a winner. So click this and you'll be a loser. So diving into the lyrics. So getting into you is the song. Oh, uh, maybe it's Maybelline. Um, people make mistakes. Verse one. People yeah. make mistakes finding that everything breaks. And it always is the same. Gotta find someone to blame. Because these errors that we make. Because we're all human earthquakes. Yeah, we made the hurricane. Yet we're not the ones to blame. Go. <laughs> There's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> there is a lot to unpack. So this song most, cl- lyrically, this song most closely reminds me of My Way or the Highway. Because, you know what, and maybe Josh, who called up the last two weeks, can help us out with some of this. But when we did My Way or the Highway, I'm like, they're clearly saying something about some sort of christian idea they're definitely talking about something but it's so hard to track right you know what i mean so in this case it clearly seems like overall he's singing about sin overall but like some of the nuances of these particular lines feel a little too hard to track exactly what he's saying line to line like overall it's clear he's just saying like humans are sinful we make mistakes that's the gist of the song. That's the thrust. 
But what is he talking about with some of this stuff that comes up later? Yeah, I think one of my things is that I've never been, uh, even though it was the first Reliant K album I ever heard, I've never been a big fan of Anatomy because all of these songs have these very pious lyrics that are that are a little heavy-handed. Right. This probably has their most heavy-handed Christian lyrics. I mean, we've gotten further and further into this album, but even like there's outside a, of Sadie Hawkins' dance and you know Breakfast at Timpani's and like, Lion and I am Lion and I am Lion. Oh yeah, yeah. There's like every song is pretty Christian, but in like different ways than maybe a lot of other Christian bands. Which like there's definitely things in here about accusing sin and like convicting sin, but that's not a Reliant K theme overall. So it's funny that there's so many songs on this album that are specifically from that point of view of, like, here's the problems with the world. That's not a really big Reliant K theme overall. And yet this album has the most songs with that theme. I find it funny. Yeah. Usually they're more, it's more introspective. Yeah, it's more about, like, the songs about sin and mistakes are usually Tyson talking about himself doing something wrong and asking God for forgiveness. But there's so much outward stuff. There's so much outward accusations on this album. And I'm wondering, this is completely wholesale cloth theory that I'm just coming up with now. When we've done the demo and the self-titled album, I've really come around to this idea now that, you know, Reliant K comes up in the, the probably this third generation of Christian punk bands. And... I think that doing so, coming from that particular third, what I'm calling this third generation of Christian punk, they're raised on the the existence already for a decade or so or more of Christian punk bands existing. And they grew up in the church and they, you know, they don't just listen to Christian music, but they're saying, oh, we want to be a Christian band. Whereas opposed to like the early generations of Christian musicians who were one of two things, they were like, we're going to be a rock band that will preach, <laughs> you know, right. and, and it's going to take work for the Christian communities at large to understand what we're doing. Or you're a band who grew up in the church and you're probably going to, and this would be like MXPX, you're a band who grew up in a church, we're Christian, raised Christian, and you're like, we're going to start a band. Oh, and I guess we'll sing about some of the things we understand, which includes Christianity. But now you have Reliant K, third generation of Christian punk, feeling like they might be emulating what Christian punk has come before them. I definitely feel that in the demo. I definitely feel like they are like kind of parroting ideas of what a Christian punk band is supposed to sing about on All Work and No Play. And then that just carries through to the self-titled. But now I'm wondering here, now they've been on the road playing churches and Christian festivals for a year or so, Mm -hmm. a year or more. And are they writing even more pious lyrics on this album, maybe more judgmental because they're doing those cross-country Christian tours and they're connecting with more specific denominations and stuff that are maybe more accusatory, more, you know, conservative Christian music festivals. Those Christian music festivals that would, like, you know, proudly sponsored by Rock for Life and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, Uh, the ones that have those, like, those, like, awful, like, anti-abortion pamphlets that they're just handing (laughs) out and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if some of that is flavoring the second album. 
coming up really in the Christian music industry at this point. This, it might not be the case. It might just be stuff that was actually, you know, things that uh, Thiessen personally in his walk was like thinking this is what, this is how I understand sin right now. I'm going to write these songs about what I understand sin to be and our relationship with it as human beings and our relationship to God in relation to our sin. Maybe these are just actual feelings he had, but I'm just throwing out ideas that maybe there's something like that with this album having so many judgmental songs. Yeah, and and I know that some of these, or at least one, is is a holdover from the demo like era, right? Um, but yeah, and it's so odd because some of the songs contradict each other in their messaging <laughs> and can can conflict with earlier songs as well, where it's like you have this very judgmental uh, stance in in what have you been doing lately. And then you have other songs where, you know, from from the first album where it's like, oh, you know, Christians were ruining each other because we're being too judgy. But it's like, but next year you're going to do that exact thing. Like. Right. So the pre-chorus is we point the finger, even though it's not polite, we condemn the son of God. We're hoping two wrongs make a right. So I don't really get that. <laughs> There's multiple ways in which I have interpreted that over the years, and I've never been able to reconcile what specifically he's talking about. One thing I think is maybe that means is we point the finger at other sinners, even though it's not polite, which is like almost contradicting the feeling. The song, this song may feel judgmental, but at that moment he might be saying, we accuse other humans of sinning too much. And by doing so, we're condemning the Son of God, i.e. we're, you know, uh, uh, we're, we're shirking the fact that he's forgiven us. We're pointing the finger and yelling, hey, you're a sinful, you're a sinful human, when we're taking, you know, the, the grace of God out of the equation and we're condemning God without actually understanding that he's forgiven the people who have sinned. That's that feels a little clunky to fit that in there. Maybe the other interpretation that I've had over the years is a little more likely. It's like we point the finger even though it's not polite. We condemn the son of God hoping two wrongs make a right. Maybe the other idea there is the other interpretation I can see is we sin and then we kind of like blame God. We condemn God, you know, like when your life isn't going right and you look up to the sky and you curse God, right? So you've mm-hmm. made one you've made one bad decision that's led to a horrible outcome for your life. And then you look at how your life is falling apart and you condemn God and say this is all your fault, God, and you're committing two wrongs. You're committing the sin that led to you having a difficult life and then you're sinning by condemning God, hoping that those two wrongs you made make a right. Okay, yeah, sure. And I, and I yeah, I think yeah, you're kind of on the right track with both of those, because if you look back at the first verse where it's talking about how um, it always stays the same, got to find someone to blame. Right. So you're either looking to blame others in society or God, God or, you know, you need a scapegoat. Right. And then the chorus, which is the fun part, because <sighs> we because refer- it references the makeup company Maybelline. I think that this part of it is kind of going right along with the title of the album, Anatomy of the Tongue-in-Cheek. 
I think the fact that this song is when you dissect it, definitely, and even if I can't get an absolute understanding on exactly what he's saying about sin, the fact that this is a song about human sin is in and of itself a heavy theme. But then he seems to, uh, you know, circumvent that seriousness by having this very goofy chorus of maybe it's them, maybe it's me, or maybe it's Maybelline, right? That seems to contradict the serious theme of the song, but I think that's on purpose. The al- the title of the album is The Anatomy of Tongue-in-Cheek, so I think he's I think the idea of conflicting contrasting, purposefully contrasting this rather silly chorus with the rather heavier themes of the verses is on purpose to say, hey, here's this, you know, serious issue I'm trying to convey, but let's also like not let it drag us down. Let's make fun of, let's, we'll make fun of it a little to keep things loose so that if we want to change and get better, we need to keep some like goofiness, you know what I mean? Keep some happiness, Yeah. not make it all so serious that things just feel worse and worse. I think that's the contrast in that. Almost mocking the sin as well. It could also be seen as kind of mocking the sin. Like, yes, balancing our sin or uh, trying to overcome our sin is important. But also not letting the sin drag us down so much that we can't, like, mock it by saying, maybe it's my fault, maybe it's Maybelline. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Verse 2. People make mistakes. We took the apple from the snake. And it always is the same. Gotta find someone to blame. Our reputations were at stake, but the guilt we could not take. America's gone down the drain. President's at fault again. Right. So here's like the heaviest little verse in the song. It's also the most ham-fisted. I think it's probably the most ham-fisted Christian lyric that Reliant K has to reference the apple and the snake. Which, first of all... This is also the only thing annotated on Genius, so we'll see what they say in a second. (laughs) But, you know, the fruit of knowledge, right? It was not an apple, and it's, like, always depicted as an apple because apples are, like, the main fruit. But, like, that's one of those things that... Wait, it's the fruit of knowledge? Yeah. The sin is wanting knowledge? Well, it's the knowledge of good and evil. Shouldn't you have both sides of the argument? (laughs) I don't... I don't know if that's Josh. Call up <laughs> new Sorry. Josh, third Josh. Call up. Um, no, it's like the, the, the they're in the Garden of Eden and they don't have knowledge about the existence of evil and the fruit represents. I I don't know if I'm getting this right, but the fruit eating the fruit represents like that they now have the understanding of evil and sin and it's their first sin and all that stuff. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. This is like the first lesson you're supposed to learn in the Bible. And I have, I have, I only I have ever read the children's out. Bibles, Danny. <laughs> well, it it's wasn't all an nice apple. and animal pictures in there. It wasn't an apple. It was just a fruit. And then in right. like common vernacular, it becomes an apple. So right, right off the bat, biblically unsound. And I can say this definitively because I know what I'm talking about when it comes to this stuff. Now, let's see what the annotation says. <laughs> This is a direct reference. Uh, who's the annotator? The annotator's name isn't on my thing here. Two contributors. Uh, Nish Kish is one of them, and the other is Albert Kleppen. This is a direct reference to the biblical text of Genesis 3, where Adam and Eve listen to the serpent in the Garden of Eden and eat the fruit from the tree of 
from the tree God had explicitly told them not to eat. When God confronts them, Adam deflects the blame to Eve instead of accepting the consequences oh, for his own dick. action. He said in the Bible quote, uh, three, uh, Genesis 3.11. Genesis 3.11, down, down, down. <laughs> Amber is the color of her energy. Uh, Genesis 3.11. He said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree? Of which I commanded you not to eat. That's right. They eat of the tree of good of, of of the knowledge, and it makes them realize they're naked, like they didn't understand nudity was a sin or whatever. Nudity was bad, whatever. The man said, Adam, uh, the woman whom you gave me to be with, the woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me fruit of the tree and I ate. Yeah, women, <laughs> right. <laughs> so no I don't think of it that way anyway <laughs> so that's the ref- so that's what's going on there but just the fact that Reliant K references Adam and Eve like in the- in this lyric it's the most Christian it's like the most ham-fisted Christian lyric I think that they have look if you're a Christian band and you're not going to sing about Adam and Eve track one of your first album forget it you you lost your chance exactly but this just kind of plays into that thing i was talking about of like how i think reliant k at this time was still emulating what they thought a christian punk band is supposed to do so to reference the apple and the snake they've been been hanging out with the supertones too long maybe they were touring with the supertones around this time and then they snagged one of the supertones as their drummer a couple (laughs) years later um and then it's just a repeat of everything. Yeah, but the before. whole America's gone down the drain. Oh, right. President's at fault again. I, I don't know. There's, there's like I a don't, little too much yeah. going on in here. And I guess what he's saying there is just like, we put our trust too much in man. We put our trust too much in humanity. We need God to guide the way. Man is fallible. Presidents are fallible. Let's not put religion with politics is what I think they're saying. Isn't that nice? Here's a nice little gold nugget in the middle of this otherwise a little too biased song. And to yet, say, presidents are just men. Let's not deify politics and politician. Right. Beautiful one line in an otherwise iffy song. But in the wake of, you know, this album comes out less than a month before 9 11. Right. So then when you're touring with this song, well, I didn't, yeah, I don't know if do they you, played it. Yeah, I was going to say, do you play this? Because now you've taken on a whole a whole new thing. Right. And Maybe they did play it, uh, and it's just one of those things where it's, I didn't look at Setlist FM, but it's not on YouTube, and I, you know, it's not, yeah, I feel like a lot, there are a couple of recordings of the tour of Five Iron Frenzy at this time, and I didn't find any uploads of this song from that tour. And that's the tour right after 9-11. Like, it started days after 9-11. So, that was the tour for this album, for sure. So, yeah, I don't think they played this song that much. And they could have. They could have once here or there, and it just wasn't recorded. No one ever noted it on Setlist FM. But no live videos online. Also, I thought that you didn't vote because you're not proud, but you're Canadian and you're not allowed. Exactly. Like... <laughs> I mean, yeah, in a 9-11 context, like, that's maybe where, like, there's always been... Uh, this sense of, like, America is God's land or whatever, right? But, like, 
especially with 9-11, that's where maybe the line between lines between and certainly with the media, with 24 hour news and Fox News, that's where some of these lines in the way that it's gotten where it is culturally now starts to blur between religion and politics to what we're at now. You know what I mean? Religion and politics have always been blurred, but I'm saying like where we are now kind of starts with 9-11 thinking and like especially because like like I wasn't aware of a lot of stuff before it was really got shoved in my face after 9-11 and I was already out of high school. I was already out of high school and I was like paying attention to the news and stuff. It wasn't like I completely had my head under the sand like you would when maybe you're in like elementary school or middle school or something. I was aware of things like this now but like after 9-11 like there was so much more political discourse that got us to where we are now. That's where it really opened up. That was the apple of the tree of knowledge for. (laughs) Yeah. I was more like on the sidelines of all that because I was in my like first year of high school when all that went down. So I kind of missed a lot of that. Right. But yeah, I think this is just goes on to be like, I, I think it is more of that, like, you know, finding pointing the blame. Right. You know, like, oh, America's gone down or dr- gone down the drain. It's the president's fault. Like, that sort of thing. Like, just everyone looking for someone to blame. Right. And then the bridge is, the truth is, excuses are lame. Accept the consequence. Accept the blame. We're all sinners. We're all unclean. Maybe we're born with it. Or maybe it's Maybelline. So, again, this is like... This this is maybe where the two ideas of the song, the aloofness of the chorus and the sincerity or the attempted sincerity of the verses, this is where those two things meet. Where he kind of takes it, he's trying to take a step back here. Whether or not the rest of the song was successful in its message, I'm not, I don't, I'm not convinced. But he takes a step back here to kind of sum up what he's been saying. And he's like, hey, we're all human. We all falter. We all suck. We're all hurting each other all the time. Let's accept that, you know? And then the mixing with the aloofness of the verse, he says, maybe we're born with it. Maybe we're born to be crappy to each other. Or maybe it's Maybelline. Like just a little ironic detachment to toss in the maybe it's Maybelline thing at the end there. Um, I feel like the, I mean, I don't know. As far as my understanding of it, the bridge is like the best lyric of the song, the best lyrics of the song. Like the verses are so shaky and iffy and whatever message he's specifically trying to get across, I'm not catching most of it, but I get it in the bridge. Right. But then I go back to some of these really sticky, tricky parts in the verses and I'm like, I don't really fully understand what's going on here. Yeah. Um, I'm looking if there's any other things. So then... You know what this song should have been? What? It's called Maybe It's Maybelline, and it really should have been a song about how women don't need to wear makeup if they don't want to because they're all queens and they're all beautiful and they're God's creation and they're born the way they are. Heck yeah. Yeah, and that would have been a nice contrast to to uh, Mood Rings in the next album. <laughs> I love it. As I was going to say Sadie Hawkins dance, I'm like, oh, there's no problems with Sadie Hawkins dance. It's Mood Rings. <laughs> So do you have anything else before we go to break? Yes. Um, So for the gold and the non-gold version of this song, and I'm always summing it up, but if you go on streaming, it's the gold mix. It's the 2005 
remix of remastering of this album that was released after mm-hmm and if you go out and get a cd odds are you're getting the original mix because not that many gold cds were printed of anatomy of tongue-in-cheek on streaming you're only going to hear the gold version it's difficult to find online i had to go and get our cds and rip them specifically so i knew when i'm listening to the gold version or not this is one case where the cha- there's no drastic changes in terms of editing or uh, drastic changes in terms of like effects on vocals or instruments that I can tell. But the whole mix production of the gold version is definitely worse than the original mix. This is one where I could actually tell it. Um, here's the... We'll just play the first couple seconds of both versions and maybe you can hear what i'm talking about now when i use like big over the ear headphones or i play it on the speaker this like opinion i have kind of changed a little bit like when i had my big over the ear headphones on i was like yeah the gold version sounds like it's underwater the gold version sounds like it's drowning whereas the original mix on the cd sounds so much like cleaner and crisper actually it's like they tried to muddle it and make it sound a little bit more like "Mm mm-hmm for the remix and they actually in my opinion (laughs) like dunked its head underwater here's the original 2001 mix of the song And then here's the gold version. So I don't know what it is. And it definitely, like I said, I will depend on how you're listening to this podcast. But if you're wearing headphones, it just sounds to me like the gold mix is like literally compressed more. Like the space between instruments isn't there. And it just sounds like it's drowning to me. <laughs> but then one big change, one actual like sort of editing change they made between the two versions is on the original mix during the bridge, you can hear Tyson breathing between lines during the bridge. So here's the bridge mm-hmm. of the original song. The truth is excuses are lame. Except consequence, except the blame. hear those breaths and you can actually hear his like tongue smacking against his the roof of his mouth and then they completely edit those out of the uh gold mix that everyone hears nowadays here's that same chorus that same bridge the truth is excuses are lame except consequence except the blame 
See, to me, when, when he's about to say we're all unclean, like I can hear that breath in my head because I had the CD for so much longer than I've... You know, I listened to the CD so much more when it came out than I've ever listened to the song again on streaming in recent days. So we're all sinners, we're all unclean, but then they completely cut that out of the streaming, and I never noticed it before. But I guess production-wise, that kind of makes sense. It's nice to have that sort of like human connection to the bridge. I mean, thematically, you could say like that breath left in the original mix kind of like ties thematically to the fact that we're all sinners, we're all humans, we need air to breathe. And then cutting those breaths out of the gold mix is like making it less of a human song, like making it more mechanical. Like you've already compressed the hell out of this version, this the second version of the song and making it sound less and less human and like cutting those breaths out like just adds to that. Did you even hear the breaths or anything? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you hear this with headphones, you definitely hear it. So that's the only big editing change in the gold mix. And I forgot how just awesome that bass sounds. The bass sounds mm -hmm. so much better in the original mix because it's not clouded by this compression. Right. And it has this awesome, it, you know, this song is fun. Like Jessica was looking forward to this song. She's like, oh, maybe it's Maybelline. But she was never like, I'm speaking for you as I always do. I'm sorry. <laughs> Poor, poor Eve has to put up with Adam speaking for her, saying it's all her to blame. Um, but you were like looking forward to this song, right? Because you were like, oh, maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe it's Maybelline. That's fun. And then you found out how it was definitely not on my list of like oh. top songs to get to. That's for sure. But, but you always kind of, it seems like you've always kind of referenced it as like a fun song. Yeah. Like any song, yeah. any Reliant K song that name drops an existing thing. Right. Seems fun. Yes. I am Lion O. Right. Uh, Charles in Charge. <laughs> uh. Exactly. Marilyn Manson. Uh. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. So with that, we will go take our break so that we can get back and do our deep dive so that I don't have to think about this song again. Thank you very much for listening to Sadie Hawkins Pod. If you want to support us, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And you can also interact with the show by calling our voicemail line, 402-95-SADIE. Check out our Instagram and Twitter, which are both at Sadie Hawkins Pod. There you can see the visuals that we discuss each week, and you can send emails to us at sadiehawkinspod at gmail.com. Also, sadiehawkinspod.com is your one-stop shop for all our social links and to get to our Tee Public store for shirts, mugs, and stickers of all our various logo designs. Treat yourself to a Sadie Hawkins Pod shirt or confuse a loved one by gifting one to them. We would also like to thank our patrons at patreon.com slash sadiehawkinspod who include Isaac, James, Kindel, Timothy, Daniel, Josh, Jay, Eric, Joel, Connor, Michael, Samantha, Jimmy Eat Pod, This Might Be a Podcast, Tucker, and Brady. Twice a month, we have bonus episodes, including reviews of the songs from K is for Karaoke, and you can hear our backlog of bonus episodes, including reading through the entire complex infrastructure known as the Female Mind book that Reliant K did or did not write. You'll have to go over there to find out who wrote it. So donate that money today. What you gonna do? You sitting on that money? You got that stimmy check oh, no. from years ago? <laughs> send it our way. Send it our way. Send ye our send, way. Send ye money our way. 
we of course have song meanings. Yay! How's my lipstick looking? Do I need to touch it up? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> Here, let me help you, babe. Okay. All right. There you go. You just wiped it off. You, you, hey, you took off what was left. <laughs> I just. <laughs> tell me you've been married for 12 years without telling me you've been married for 12 years well i just licked my thumb and then <laughs> wiped <laughs> cleaned, lipstick off my husband's the face lipstick off my the underside of my husband's mouth <laughs> i've been drinking this glass of water so i didn't know if it was like you know uh washing away <laughs> just like our sins uh <laughs> exactly. let's see oh goodness gracious why is this website so broken suddenly? OMG, why did it just do this weird zoom zoom in thing? Oh no, what's happening? Get to control yourself, Jessica. Oh my goodness. Well, if I turn it this way, will it work better? Oh my gosh, it's so broken. What is happening while well, this kind of works? All right. Uh... Blanket Rock on May 23rd, 2002 said, the first time I heard this song, I loved it. The lyrics, which speak for themselves, coupled with the <laughs> some, <laughs> right? coupled with some keyboard use, I love keyboards, I play one, make this song by far my fave by Reliant K. Yay. NB fan on July 20th, 2002 said, this is one of the best RK songs, especially the the truth is excuses are lame part. All about taking responsibility and not shoving the blame on someone else. Mm -hmm. uh, the Flying Frigger, we've, we've uh, heard from them before, on April 4th, 2003 said, This song is great. Reliant K has some of the best intros I have ever heard. And this is one of them. This song isn't that heard to figure out what it means you heard? basically means don't blame anyone but yourself for your mistakes how how uh ironic not opposite of ironic how literal that it's filled with spelling mistakes i'm not blaming anyone pointing to blame at spelling mistakes i make spelling mistakes all the time grammatical mistakes Oh, the flying figure added another comment uh, on the 25th to say Reliant K has some of the best intros I have ever heard. <sighs> and what can I say there from my hometown? What, uh, what's their hometown? I don't think I've ever heard anyone talk about where Reliant K is from. Cletus the Clown with K's uh, on April 29, 2003 said, oh, good Lord, maybe we can't say what this one said. Uh -oh. Well, oh, good Lord. Oh, our, uh, oh. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, oh boy. Uh, Let me see. <laughs> what? Uh, I, it's not even about Reliant K. There's a lot of very interesting references in there. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. We can't. It's it's racial. It's, it's racist. It's not like, okay. Anyway. It's just like some uh, some spam in the middle of there. We can't even talk about. I was like, certainly there's a way we can talk around this. I'm like, no, no, no not at can't all. even. So uh, go check it out for yourself. We or don't. Don't this, tell anyone who this sent is you. why I should not. I should uh, read these ahead of time. <laughs> not just like skim what the first one or two maybe say and then like click away. Miss Lottie Da, who we've also heard from before, on October 13th, 2004, commented, Man, this song is brilliant in all caps. Romans th 323. P.S. Can someone please explain to me the we made the hurricane part? Still trying to figure that one out. I love RK, especially Matt. Sigh. 
right, an earthquake. I forgot to mention earthquakes. Do you oh, think yeah. that's where Matt Thiessen got the idea for the name earthquakes? Like, is that what the Matt Thiessen and earthquakes means? Does it mean, like, I'm Matt Thiessen and here's my my solo band of sinners? Because <laughs> we're all human, human earthquakes. Arctimala on July 6, 2008 said, I think that we made the hurricanes is talking about how some people think that we are causing global warming. <laughs> Which would probably make more hurricanes. IDK, just a guess. Again, why do I not read these before I start talking? (laughs) We have the ability to edit. I can sit here quietly and take a minute, or even better, do that before I bring it to the podcast. And that's about enough of song meetings this week. Uh, we get two reviews for the price of one over on uh, the Phantom Toll Booth. It's a blog. Mm-hmm. And it says, your getaway to music and more from a Christian perspective. Slow down as you approach the gate and have your change ready. Uh, like the book, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I've heard of this website before. Yeah. I think we've been here before. Right, um, I mean, I remember it from, I remember visiting it in the oh, past gotcha. for bands that I liked. Uh, they've been around for a long time, probably since I was uh, in high school or just out of high school. Gotcha. So these are both uh, album reviews. November pick of the month. Uh, the Anatomy of the Tongue in Cheek, Reliant K, Goatee. Uh, 17 tracks, 54 minutes, 53 seconds. Reliant K bills themselves as sublime, silly, and sacred. Do they? Uh, They definitely succeed on the silly and the sacred. Whether or not they achieve the sublime is up to the listener to decide. Their music can best be described (laughs) as an amalgamation of punk and pop. Their sound like that of Goldfinger crossed with weird Al Yankovic. (laughs) What a take! (laughs) Wow. Matthew Thiessen, guitar slash vocals, Matthew Hoops, guitar, Brian Pittman, bass, and Dave Douglas, drums, met at a tiny Malone College in Canton, Ohio. That Well, that's not even entirely true. Some of them met in high school. Anyway, all right. The Anatomy of the Tongue-in-Cheek shows that they have retained some of the college style of humor evident in songs such as lion O, may the horse be with you. <laughs> They've clearly been going to collegehumor.com. <laughs> and my personal favorite. sanitizing fav- <laughs> that point of view for the Christian market. And my personal favorite of the titles, Breakfast at Timpanies. Sadie Hawkins' dance is That's sure to be favorite? a hit as well. Breakfast it's- at Timpanies is their favorite of titles. Oh. Uh, and then they just are quoting the kickoff. Uh, now, those along with kickoff help to comprise the silly. Here are the lyrics to kickoff in their entirety. And then, you know, here's the kickoff. Hope we're not you're not sick of Reliant K and all the songs we play because then you'd want to throw our CDs away. Now on to the sacred. Concern for others is the reoccurring thread throughout this album. Down in Flames refers to Christians who spend their time tearing each other apart in a pharisical like pharisee i guess way uh doing satan's work for him what (laughs) oh i get it right right christians we mourn the torn is stuck on the side of the body watch itself destruct the enemy is much ignored when we fight this christian civil war we're cannabis i mean cannibals (laughs) we watch our brothers fall we eat our own the bones and all see it's even in this one that it's like i don't know i feel like 
There's a little contradiction going through each of the songs. Right. Anyway, Breakdown compares a car's death to the troubles we experience in life. Those words are not enough. Say that we need to back up our words, that lip service is not enough in the Christian life. For the moment I feel faint is a reminder of our need to rely on God when we can't do things on our own. Another theme is about those who are am- ambivalent about God. My Way or the Highway is a plea with those who are sitting on the fence and tells the listener, it's your decision, make the best one. The rest is up to you, perhaps speaks to the same person, finally explaining that they have talked to them all they can about God, but now they need to choose which way are they going to go in life. The latter features a 38 special style guitar part. Failure to excommunicate. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Failure to excommunicate tells the outcast to take heart that God loves them no matter how others see them, including those within the church. What have you been doing lately mourns those who have received their independence only to drift away from God. Ugh. This should resonate with <laughs> high school and college students as well as older listeners who have become complacent. Or maybe it just drives them further and further away. Vibrant pop definitely geared to the younger crowd. The anatomy of the tongue-in-cheek delivers as promised. Silly and sacred. Sublime, you be the judge. It struck a chord in me. Brian A. Smith, 10-28-2001. They gave it, I don't know, they, they give alarm clocks here, I guess. So they gave it four out of five. Uh, oh. <laughs> April has a lot to say about that, that review. Uh... <laughs> Up next, the evergreen borders of musical genres have been blurred once again. This time on Reliant K, a sophomore release, what The Anatomy of the Tongue-in-Cheek. <laughs> the evergreen borders of music have been... What? The evergreen borders of oh, musical oh, genre- oh, genres. Oh, the evergreen. Grain. Gotcha. Uh, I just said the... Okay. <laughs> not evergreen. Yeah. An album showing tremendous growth since their debut. I mean, does it? It production wise, it sounds it's like yeah. a giant leap, but I don't know musically, but, it's it's pretty on par with everything they'd already written. Easily labeled as a happy music punk band on their self titled debut, Ryan K punk band <laughs> has kept their fun loving tongue in cheek nature readily available on Anatomy, but also opted to address some more serious topics with musical styles that refuse to be classified as quote unquote punk. Of the 15 musical tracks, two additional non-musical tracks are reserved for silliness. I mean, they're kind of, they are musical, but whatever. Not the, tim- well, the timpanies well, has a timpani in it. Yeah. That's musical in yeah. its way. Reliant K runs the gamut of genres. Do they? Or do they just run the gamut of like uh, tempos and and emotions? Acoustic ballad to all out rock and roll to piano driven pop. It's and that all are one... they talking about like future Reliant K? <laughs> yeah, that's so that's strange. But I wouldn't call any of this a big genre mashup at all. Like it's just different tones and styles of one particular genre. They're they're not doing a genre mashup. Right. This is one genre. Yeah. And they don't hold back what they're thinking either. Down in Flames speaks of lukewarm Christians cat- characterized as cannibals who eat their own 
and as preoccupied airplane passengers who will one day awaken to see they're about to crash. Lead singer and songwriter Matthew Thiessen sings Christians we prefer to suck on pacifiers, but pacifists were throwing fists. We don't shake our hands, we shake our fists. directing that at lukewarm Christians? It's like, oh, I, the reviewer, they're not talking about me. They're talking about those Christians over there. The lukewarm ones, not me. I'm accusing the lukewarm ones because that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm not cannibalizing them myself. Thiessen doesn't absolve himself from this Christian civil war. However, as he notes, I'm a part of the problem. I confess, but I've got to get this off my chest. Let's save the world from going down in flames. What's impressive about Thiessen... What's impressive about Thiessen's songwriting is that he doesn't just expose the problem. He offers a solution. The band takes a stab at legalism and corrupt authorities on failure failure to excommunicate, where the person who doesn't fit into that all-American box is fitted with a coffin created for creative thought. (laughs) What? what? However, (laughs) have we done failure to excommunicate? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember this part. However, Thiessen notes that though the logistics... But I love when they just, when a review just copy-paste lyrics and just rephrases it in their own... Sorry. However, Thiessen notes that though the legalist grave gavels down before he looked into your heart, Jesus loved all the outcasts. He loves the ones the world just loves to hate. Thiessen hammers his own nail into the coffin when he sings... As long as there's a heaven, there will be a failure to excommunicate. However, the band still knows how to have fun. I don't understand what they said, so I'm actually very, very uh, reticent. Maybe I'll figure it out when we're editing the episode, but I don't know if they properly characterized failure to excommunicate there. However, the band still knows how to have fun, as is evident on Breakdown, where Thiessen laments his car breaking down and the humorously titled Maybe It's Maybelline, a song concerning christian conflict of course there are also a few tracks such as i am lion a throwback to the old school cartoon series thundercat and may the horse be with you a farce of mr ed and star wars which seemed to lack any real point or message and left me more disturbed than amused i mean the whole i mean get a grip on yourself well the whole horse singing about before we get turned into glue thing is pretty dark danny but it's like, well, this song has no special meaning. Therefore, I'm disturbed. Like, get a grip oh, on know, yourself. I know. I think they're just being silly. Being silly. Just filling a word count. Less is more. Oh, if only these reviews were less instead of more. Less is more closes the album with a worshipful tone. Beginning as, quiet, as a quiet piano melody, it climbs into a Ben Folds five-ish piano-driven mode that showcases another side to Reliant K's musical arsenal. The song ends in the same quiet plea that Thiessen began with. Jesus, I plead, please purify me. Overall, The Anatomy of the Tongue-in-Cheek is an impressive album that shows Reliant K's ability to employ wit and sarcasm in their music while addressing touchy subjects in a serious yet still fun manner. Matt Williams, 11-23-2001, gave it also four out of five alarm clocks. <laughs> well, copyright on this website is uh, 1996 to 2001. Oh, there you go. So I definitely saw this <laughs> looking, you know, looking into Christian bands I liked. I definitely saw this website in high school. Uh, then we're going back to uh, a blog we visited before, but for a review of just this song. Um, 
This is uh, from Love That Dog 1118.wordpress.com. Uh, Stories from a Jesus Freak, a fisher of men. Yeah, yeah. Close and accept all cookies. Uh, maybe it's Maybelline, uh, posted July 29th, 2015. Have you ever noticed how when something goes wrong, it's never anyone's fault? Today, no one wants to take the blame for the things they've done wrong. Someone else is always in the wrong. That is what Maybe It's Maybelline by Reliant K is all about. The song starts by saying that we all mess up. Not one of us is completely free of fault, but instead of taking the blame, we always have to find someone to blame. Even though it's not the right thing to do, we all point the finger blaming someone else. Maybe It's Maybelline simply means that if we can't find someone to blame, we find something to blame. Instead of the second... That's good. I... Like yeah. That. In the second verse, it says, people make mistakes. We took the apple from the snake. This is an obvious reference to the Bible when Eve took the apple from Satan disguised as a snake. Again, the blame. Again, the speaker. It wasn't an apple. <laughs> and it wasn't even necessarily a snake. It was a serpent. This much I know for the Bible tells me so. What about basilisks? What do they have to say about them? Uh, don't you cross your satanic books of the Harry Potter with my holy Bible. <laughs> Apologies. Uh, again, the speaker says that we always find someone to blame. Our reputations are at stake and we don't want to get in trouble. So we just blame someone else. He, he also makes an interesting point when he says America's gone down the drain. President's at fault again. This reveals that as Americans, we blame the president for the fact that the country is no longer a great country when in reality it is each of our fault. We are all yeah. to blame for the way that the country has gone. At the end, the speaker gives a suggestion. He says that we should accept the consequences for our actions. We all make mistakes and it ends better for us all if we are able to be held accountable. He leaves us saying, maybe we are born sinful, or maybe it's the world that shapes us to be sinful. That is definitely some food for thought. Yeah, that's great. Very well stated. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I definitely like the idea. I didn't think about that. Love that dog 1118 is always <laughs> very poignant. Yeah, that's good. I didn't think about that when discussing uh, the conflicting sort of silliness of the chorus with the heavier message of the verses i didn't consider that that maybe it's maybelline maybe is like a joke aloof thing to say it's not my fault uh, maybe it's maybelline like it's all it's a joke to just toss it out like a phantom like instead of saying it's it's not my fault it's the enemy or it's not my fault it's 2021's fault or it's right. 2020's fault yeah to say uh, maybe it's maybelline yeah i like that like just jokingly taking this expression that people know from television and ma turning maybelline into a phantom right uh, then we have some deviant art. <laughs> and there was a Reliant K tag buried in here somewhere, according to Google. Okay. Uh, so this is some art from Ticklish Touch, posted January 25th, <laughs> 2017. And it's called Maybe It's Maybelline. Uh, and this is uh, a basic color drawing from Tumblr. Someone asked how my Naga Prince has been. So I guess this is their uh, their their like snake original character. Okay. Oh, nice. Okay, it's like sort of a blonde Egyptian style. It's a blonde person. It looks like it almost looks like a uh, Final Fantasy character, 
like very slender lined character with blonde hair literally sparkling and then they have sort of an egyptian style necklace on and then it says this was mostly inspired from a silly comment regaly made about him in a different (laughs) ask calling him a diva snake uh and then it just kind of goes on about uh other stuff so it's not like it's tagged reliant it's tagged reliant k but it's not really in reference to it's not like yeah fan art where it's in reference to the song maybe they know the deviant artist knows of the song and tagged it for the heck of it uh then we have a uh review from louisville music news positively pop punk by god the anatomy of the tongue-in-cheek reliant k by kevin gibson One thing that separates a pop-punk band from a really good pop-punk band is a sense of humor. (laughs) No, I agree. I agree. Absolutely. Sense of humor. I knew as soon as I heard Marilyn Manson Ate My Girlfriend from Reliant K's 2000 debut album that it had the humor part covered. A friend saw the band in concert not long afterward and speaking with a couple of the members of the band afterward asked if they could think of any other punk bands they could take in a fight. Pansy Division was the quick answer. This this made it what this Hold is on. made funnier. I guess based off of the the name, but they're a. Uh, am I mistaken in thinking that they're like one of the first openly out punk bands in history? Is it just based purely on the pun of the name? There is a uh, openly out. Or do they also yeah. make jokes? Are they also a joke band or no? Pandy Pandy Division was a San Francisco. Oh, is a San Francisco punk band from 1991 conceived as the first openly gay rock band featuring predominantly gay musicians. Uh, so we, you got to take this with a grain of salt because this is second. This is second hand, third hand information right. in a blog. Whether or not that was an actual thing that was meant to be repeated. Uh, yeah, this is made funnier perhaps when you learn Reliant K is not just a pop punk band or a pop punk band with a sense of humor, or even a pop punk band with a sense of humor and a positive outlook, but a italics Christian italics pop punk band with a sense of humor and a positive outlook. Everybody following me? The so is it what makes it funny is the idea that a Christian pop punk band would beat up a gay pop punk band? <laughs> Everybody I'm following me? I'm a little uncomfortable me? with how this blog is going so far. The punk purists might immediately say this band sounds a little too polished to ever be given the label punk, even if the word pop does come before it. Fair enough, but I think the sense of humor takes Reliant K wherever it wants to go. Pressing on the first song on the band's newest release, not counting the appropriately tight not counting the appropriately titled kickoff comes forth as an upbeat song of strength in the face of adversity before culminating in a testimony to the faith and love they find in God. Then Relay K wraps it all up with a couplet. We're on to something good here and we're going to make it after all. Uh, there aren't many bands who will toss a Mary Tyler Moore reference into a musical prayer now, are there? Oh, good. If they hadn't said that, I was going to be like... Weezer. If the song, oh, yeah. <laughs> if the song, if songs like Sadie Hawkins dance come off as a little trite, one still can't help but like fun tunes like Maybe It's Maybelline about laying blame or May the Horse Be With You, which is an ex- exercise in wordplay about, well, being a horse. Hey, it takes guts to write lines like 
lead me to water, but not to the track. Show me a saddle and I'll say, hey, get off my back. Does it take guts to write lines like that? Well, it takes guts in a community where if your song isn't meaningful, air quotes, then <laughs> this it's was, garbage. True. Uh, no, it isn't religious, but not all Reliant K songs are. Some are just goofy and others are just positive. And it, that's a good thing. Just for fun, it is a good thing. And just for fun, I'm not even going to tell you about the track titled Failure to Excommunicate. Use your imagination or buy the album. Find out more about Reliant K at www.goatee.com. Hey, can you write that website down for me? <laughs> uh, then we go over to Tumblr for a meme. Oh, it's a picture of a horse with with uh, like a luxurious mane, and it says maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Nabeline. It says maybe she's born with Sorry. it. Sorry. Maybe it's Nabeline. There you go. So this was posted from the the hyphen intellectual hyphen clown column. Sorry. Reliant K fan. I don't know you, but I had to tag someone, a Reliant K fan, who would get why I'm reblogging it. And then Reliant K fan said, I appreciate the tag. Now I must share it too. Smiley face. Then we have fanfic uh, from High School Musical called Older Twin Anonymous. And this is Chapter 5, Club Wildcat. Then out of the blue, Graceland looked at the rest and said, they're playing Reliant K. Cool. What, what, sorry, what Tyler said? This is a high school musical fanfic. Oh, okay. Uh, what Tyler said? It's a band, Ryan said, one of the first times he had spoken that night. Their old stuff is better, though, Graceland stated. I think their second album is the best. Third, Ryan said. Second, what was the point of that Maybelline song anyway? Don't make me hurt you, Graceland said, narrowing her eyes, causing Ryan to sink into his seat. It's about sin consumes us all, <laughs> duh. Anyway, who wants to go to the mall, said a very perky Sharpe, causing all of the guys to groan. <laughs> very good. And then there's there's no TikToks, but there's a TikTok challenge called Maybe It's Maybelline, but not featuring the song, which is really unfortunate. Yeah, that is unfortunate. That makes me sad. <laughs> that makes me sad. I can't go on now. I'm not just saying that because I'm trying to pull up my notes. <laughs> so I so typing in uh Maybe It's Maybelline. We didn't talk about Maybelline. How what's your what's your relationship with the Maybelline company, Jessica? Uh, never really worn a lot of Maybelline out there. When I started wearing makeup, uh, my mom took me to the Clinique counter for like eighth grade graduation, like to get ready for that and like a dance and everything and um, set me up. So that was the first time I started wearing makeup. And then when I got into high school, I wore it like every day. And then from there, I kind of I don't know. I went to I didn't wear a lot of like drugstore makeup until I was out on my own and like had to pay for my own makeup. And even then, I don't know, more of a Revlon girl, I guess. <laughs> well, there you go. So you never really now, are you, but you feel like pretty uh, familiar with the commercials and stuff, right? Yes. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. That's yeah. we didn't really mention that that's uh, i mean unlike that cover girl commercial where that lady keeps telling me she was a cover girl in 1998 oh, and i'm right. like she's like remember this and i'm like no every time during every nhl game 
every commercial break. So here's a classic. Here's a classic Maybelline commercial from 1991, uploaded by Kevin Noonan. Nice. Does this feature Reliant K? No. No, it. it but it looks like it's straight out of Baywatch. It does. <laughs> it looks this like is it's fantastic. Even without. Oh, she's she's like a hot supermodel girl, but she's going to the hot dog stand and getting the hot dog because she's down to earth like everyone. She's having fun. She's Her running skirt's around. blowing in the in the wind on the city. Ooh, it's a finished matte makeup. And she's walking with her granny. <laughs> she's walking with her grandma. And now she's prancing with two men in the middle of a construction site for some reason. In I mean, gowns I, and can, a... I can think of a lot better uh, matte finish makeeps that I'd, I'd go for <laughs> before Maybelline. That's just one I happened to find. Uh, and then I found this one, but it's not opening now. I don't know if they deleted it, but it was like a Kylo Ren parody where it's like... Oh, I see why it's not opening. Hold on here. Maybe he's born with it. Maybe he's a squeaky voice teen. <laughs> he is a squeaky voice teen. Flawless skin. So it's just like they took a Maybelline commercial and they edited in footage of Kylo Ren. I guess. Well, I don't get it, but all right. I, does, is and now deep. they're showing the other one. The... <laughs> The redheaded guy. The, the account British is called one. deactivated. You know, what, I'm just gonna edit this out. Forget it. <laughs> I won't even edit it out. You know what? We're all sinners. We make mistakes. I bring things to the show that are not worth bringing to the show. It happens every week. Um. So there is a night core of this. There are no live versions to speak of, but here is the night core that I was able to find. What if the song title is spelled incorrectly just because we're all sinners and we all make mistakes? Good point. I bet you that's exactly what it was. What if this nightcore wasn't intended as a nightcore? What if they were just trying to <laughs> upload the song and they accidentally sped up that, the export? And they were like, we're all sinners. I'll just say it was a nightcore. So this is uploaded by Little, little Man CST, L I L M A N C S T, eight months ago. Like that Supertone song? <laughs> yes, exactly like that Supertone song. There's a very watery sound to it that I can't quite yeah. enjoy. I'm going to go to the bridge and see what the bridge sounds like in a There's a very uh, helicopter noise <sighs> that I can't enjoy this podcast. <laughs> that is lawn work. This lawn is what happens when we record on a Wednesday. Someone in our neighborhood <laughs> does lawn work on Wednesdays, and it's constantly being picked up when we do Wednesday podcasts. I like this part sped up. I'm not enjoying this nightcore. I think there's a bad processing happening on it. 
But I'm liking this going a little. I'm liking this bridge going a little faster. We're all sinners. We're all unclean. Well, maybe we're born with it. Well, maybe it's It's just showing various anime girls, and I don't like. It's like, what did these anime girls do? Are you telling me we're all sinners? We're all unclean? Even all these anime girls? It's like a different anime girl every ten seconds. <laughs> So here is a cover by Lanceberg. Lanceberg, B-U-R-G-E is the uh, spelling of Berg. And this is like a garage band. Sick. Uh, on guitar is Renee. On bass is Onyx. On drums is Leo. And on vocals, uh, it says unknown because I don't think there's any vocals here. This is from 2009. It's a badass sounding band. <laughs> Renee, Onyx, and Leo are going to rock out to this garage version of Maybe It's Maybelline. hear the bridge here too it's fun stuff yeah it's jamming rocking for the lord <laughs> rocking for makeup Someone is singing, but yeah. I, we can't see who it is. Maybe they, maybe we just couldn't hear them drowned out in the heavier rocking parts, and that's why they got a question mark on their on the uh, the vocal credit. That's fun. That's lots of fun. <laughs> um and then you found this one as well but this is there's also a there's also a vocal cover by cheer for the lord jags insane 96 and she was like a teen girl doing a vocal cover she's like very young i don't want to mock her it's just her singing by herself so we won't play that even if she's older now, it, it feels... I'm not going to play that one. But we're going to watch the Moon Valley Bible Church worship band cover. You found this on Facebook as well, and you double-checked it with me that I found it too. Moon Valley, is that where the moon bats are from? <laughs> Any New Englanders out there? Only people who understand that reference, Does guaranteed. Does anybody know an anti-liberal term <laughs> called moon bat? No! Now... <laughs> I grew up in Massachusetts with conservative parents, and I'd heard the phrase moonbat as a derogatory for liberals. And I had no idea that it was like a New England-specific 
term. I'm wondering if it has ever stretched out. Jessica had never heard it, and especially because her family in Chicago is very conservative. So I was like, oh, definitely your one uncle has heard this has heard this word. And she's like, no, he hasn't. They don't even have it in Chicago? Couldn't believe it. I'm curious if that has ever... You know what? The South used to have sweet tea, and now sweet tea is across the nation. Maybe one day the phrase moon bat to make fun of <laughs> progressives and liberals will sweep across the nation. <laughs> so here is the M- So here's the Moon Valley Worship Band doing their cover of Maybe It's Maybelline. And uh, this was on September 15th, 2020. What does the- moon bat even mean? Well, don't all up. bats come out at the moon? I guess. You looked it up at one point when we were when the first time this came up in our relationship. So they wrote here, we're in the midst of one of the most divided times in history, and everyone seems to blame someone else for any and every issue they perceive, especially those moon bats. <laughs> but the truth is, excuses are lame, and we're all sinners, we're all unclean. We enjoy pushing boundaries of music in church, and we hope you enjoy this one. So this is like at a, in a church, in the sanctuary, with their like you know n- nice modern camera setup, recording it. Fun. Do you yeah. think they have the lyrics up on the screen behind them? They don't. I don't see that. I do see this big screen above them, but I don't see the lyrics on there. This just kind of shows that, you know, Reliant K, kind of overkill with your four and five members. You can get this sound out of three people. Because <laughs> it's a three-member You love worship. the extra members. You stop. <laughs> so let's hear how they do the uh, bridge. Oh, I missed that nice, like, bass sort of uh, lead-in into the bridge. That very It's a very Blink-182, or at very least, like, Blink-182 uh, adjacent bridge with the bass lead in the bridge. Uh, how many more times can I say bridge? But I, <laughs> I miss it in this cover. Accept consequence, accept the blame. We're all sinners, we're all unclean. nice it's good it's like a worship band doing a punk song (laughs) so it definitely has that (laughs) yeah slightly uh less authentic sound in how it's being kind of driven but yeah it's fun uh they're from phoenix arizona so i wonder if they ever mix in some uh jimmy eat world songs and recontextualize them as as christian worship songs 
You could definitely worship musically to some Jimmy Eat World. I mean, come on. All the twinkly emo, slow jams, and you just put your hands up like this. Sometimes it takes some time in the middle. You're stuck in the middle between God and and uh, the world. Sure. Well, Jessica Sieb's done, but we have so much fan stuff. We got so much fan stuff, so why don't you tell me what you're interested in? Oh, we'll talk. No, I know what we're ending on. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know this too. I talked about it to you oh, a little bit. Oh, that's right. Danny did start, and I was like, "No, no, just save it." <laughs> so one thing that was fun to see again, and uh, there's no reason to really watch it. It uh, Lella G L E L A, and then the letter G for their last name. It's just siblings running around in a backyard, edited to this song, and I was like, "This backyard looks familiar." <laughs> and then I realized it was they had done a full, the same group of like siblings in their backyard in their living room had done a this week the trend video, nice. the one where they're running around wearing Darth Vader helmets and stabbing each other in the back, right, and all that stuff. Yeah. So it was just fun to see them again, but it's just them running around in the backyard. Um, there's this Maple Story music video. These come up once in a while. Maple Story is that, um, that 2D sort of classic video game style thing where you can kind of create little stories with these anime characters. And it says things you should not do in an airport. And then it shows the little Maple Story characters going around saying, I has a bomb. Oh, jeez. And then another person in the, in the air, another little Maple Story anime character going, I'm not a terrorist. If I was oh a terrorist, I'd tell you. It's like saying that they can't fit the bomb in anywhere. Good Lord. But like, I can't fit the, a bomb in my shoes. Well, you can. And then, but, you know. Yeah. It has happened. And that's it. It's really short. It's just a couple of seconds long. And wow. Just show, like, here's these Maple Story characters doing what you don't do in an airplane. Talk about a 9 11 really, uh, released album. Oh, this no. is from 10 years ago as well. This is from, uh, no, this is, yeah, this is from 2011. This is, <laughs> oh, don't you hate it when you say 10 years ago and you think you mean 2001? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't see why that goes to maybe it's Maybelline unless they were just going completely off the vibe of the song. Or like, we all make mistakes. We're all unclean. We all accidentally... Don't accidentally take bombs to the airport with you? Well, that one was, she was saying, why do I have to take off my shoes? It's not like I can hide a bomb in my shoes. Like, don't even talk about bombs at the airport. She gets in trouble for just talking about bombs at the airport. Yeah, I I get it. It's been (sighs) done in a bunch of comedies. And then, so we'll end on this. This is, um, we talk about literal FMVs, and if people have lost track of what I mean by that, I don't mean it is literally a fan music video. It's what I refer to as fan music videos that just interpret the lyrics in a literal visual fashion. So here is a very well shot and well edited video to maybe it's Maybelline literally interpreting the lyrics in a visual fashion. Of course, they oh now the, the lyrics are a little abstract, so they oh do boy. have to do some invention here. Sure, so let's sure. see what kind of invention they have. This is Mrs. Jess Ferg. Mrs. Jess Ferg, one word, eight years ago. So I made this video for my video production class. I hope you all enjoy it. The music is not my own. It's by a super awesome band called Reliant K. Check them out. 
I will. I will check them out sometime. First, let me watch your video. So what we got here is these two people that really look like siblings to me. They okay. are... They're running to a kitchen. They see a piece of cake. They're fighting over the piece of cake. They're grabbing it back and forth, and they oh, drop it. Oh, they throw it in the air. Oh, they couldn't... They couldn't... They wrestled over the oh, cake, no, and they dropped it. Oh, no, it lands face down and on the floor. And they're like, oh, no. And the dad is like, oh... And the siblings are pointing at each other, like, you drop the cake. No, you drop the cake. Dad has to put his paper down to come talk to them. And they're like, Dad's coming. Hide. Hide behind the counter. Now, I the first, now I didn't know what the full point of the video was yet. But when I see this, I'm like, these two siblings I didn't mention, they both look 22. <laughs> <laughs> they're both adults. Yeah. And... They fought over the last piece of cake and dropped it, and they're so upset. Now, one of them was going to eat the cake, and oops, we dropped it. So why are they hiding? It was going to be gone no matter what you do is you go, you pick up the cake, and you throw it away. Who cares that you dropped the cake, and now the dad's maybe coming. Maybe they weren't supposed to be eating the cake. Yeah, but they were going to have to, They maybe, but then like they were fighting over the last piece of cake. Like It seems to me like they would get to get it. I guess a more a better video would be they eat the cake and it says, please don't eat the cake. That would have been more fitting because where do we go to after the dad approaches them? The dad sees the cake. He's laying on, on the ground. Head. He's like, oh, you too. He sees his kids hiding behind the counter. And he's like, come here, you two. Come here and face the punishment for this cake being on the ground. And now the camera is super speeding and running outside. The camera just zooms outside. Oh, uh, what is happening? What now, was that? It just to. circled. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Now, oh, my gosh. We cut to, cut to the Garden of Eden. <laughs> Zero AD. I know it's not zero AD. Cut to the Garden of Eden, and there is a snake wriggling across the ground. They represent the snake by putting a long gray sock on someone's arm and angling the camera just right so that it looks like there's a snake going across the There was also the a, a, a white-haired man in all white leaning down doing something in the garden. Yeah, who do you think Releasing that is? Releasing the snake, I no, guess? No, who do you think oh. that is? Okay, now we cut back to... Now, this is a little creepy. I am only assuming they're siblings because they look very much the same when they're fighting over the cake. They might not be cake. siblings. They might not be siblings. They both have the same kind of glasses. They have similar faces. Whatever. Well, they are supposed to be something like that because there's a dad saying, you drop the cake. But when we cut to the Garden of Eden, the same oh, two maybe siblings. maybe that was God. Maybe that wasn't the dad. Oh, maybe it was like the dad of the dad. I mean, the all-time dad. <laughs> you're getting ahead. Because maybe he was the same guy that you're was getting ahead of just, whatever you're in getting the garden. Ahead of, exactly. You're getting ahead of Jess Ferg's video. Gotcha. They sh cut to the same, what I assume are siblings. Now they are Adam and Eve, and they're standing by the tree, and the snake comes up. And by the way, they're not naked. They're just wearing clothes. So it's like, hey, you want to sell that this is Adam and Eve. You're supposed to get naked. But no, they're wearing their regular clothes. It's, it's kind of cute with the sock. And the snake pop. Well, it's very cute because then the, the sock snake just goes out of the shot. And when he comes back up, he's got an apple in his hand slash mouth because he's a sock snake. And Eve grabs it. He hands it to Eve. And yeah. he's like nodding. Like, yeah, eat it. And then... She they both take a, bite. A bite. She takes takes a bite. a bite. She takes a bite. He takes a bite. 
And now the guy in white, who is it? It's God. Who's in the Garden of Eden? <laughs> God is just gardening. He's pulling some weeds. God in the looks corner. like God looks <laughs> like a retiree. God, he's wearing a solid white suit. He's a white-haired man. I think it's it's the same guy playing the dad. It is, and he's just like gardening in the Garden of Eden. He's like, hey, I'm God. He's I, just tending. To I'm his just little patch. I'm retired. I'm retired. I created the universe. I'm retiring to the garden. With my children, Adam and Eve. Oh no, they just took the apple from the snake. Looks like I gotta get my career going again. And they drop the apple because they see God coming. And then they go and they hide behind a bush, which is what is described in the Bible. I do remember that much. And they're pointing at each other saying, you did it, you did it. You said eat the fruit, you said eat the fruit. And God comes up and he picks up the apple and he's like, oh boy, this is gonna start a shit storm. <laughs> It's going to start a, start a shitstorm for millennia to come. And God goes up and he sees Adam and Eve and he's like, come here, you two. And this is where it gets poetic and beautiful. Ready? Okay. We cut oh. back to the cake. And the apple falls. And the cake apple falls. and the, the cake apple and the cake and the apple. And the teens are hiding behind the counter and Adam and Eve are hiding behind the bush. And the dad comes up to find the cake and God comes up to find the fruits. And the dad turns around and says, come here, you two. And God turns around and says, come here, you two. And then it's a split screen. It's a split screen of the man playing God and the man playing the dad in present day. And it's a good dad right there taking part in his kids project. Exactly. It's adorable. Always mouthing along as the God character and they swap back and forth. Oh my gosh. So they cute that is. Good job. Oh, and then the two kids look at each other and say, "Maybe, maybe it's, it's Maybelline." Maybelline. And the dad oh. hands them a and the dad hands them a pan and a, br- a and a little pan. brush. Yeah, he's like, I'm like it's a piece of cake. Mess. Just grab a paper towel. Well, it's <laughs> it's a better visual aesthetic to show a pan and a brush. Oh, I guess. and their dad brought them more Yay. cake. And the dad brought them more cake, but Just- we. Jesus bring more apples or no? I mean, God, sorry. I didn't. I didn't mean to be sacrilegious. I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. God and Jesus, they're all the same, man. Uh, no, because oh. then God kicks Adam and Eve out of the Garden of Eden. Oh, right. And yeah. says, "Go live in the world and sin and everything." So, hey, it all worked out nice for the cake siblings. Didn't work out as nice for Adam and Eve. Adorable, and then they they all enjoy their cake. Those kids got to have their cake and eat it, too. They actually did. Adam and Eve didn't get to have their fruit nope. of knowledge of good and evil and eat it, too. What the heck? So that's... Maybe it's Maybelline. That's, it's a fun video. Now, see, like that one, I feel like... What was... Oh, was it... What was that video we found with the guy that looked like uh, Superman? What? <laughs> The one with the pizza and the paying bills, right. that one? I still hate consequences. And the beer? It was a still hate consequences. I'm looking up, I typed in prodigal because it was a prodigal son. They basically reshot the, right. the story of the prodigal son in modern day. Right. Where um, he was spending all his money on pizza and beer and got kicked out of his apartment. Or yeah, something. He, his yeah. dad gives him some inheritance in modern <laughs> times. And he's like, yes, I got my money. So long, dad. And he walks out the door and immediately starts drinking beer while driving. There's no escalation. Right. <laughs> 
Yeah. Starts at a 10 and stays there. Yeah. Like the good dinosaur. <laughs> right. Well, anyway, that's Maybe It's Maybelline. So, Jessica, I have an idea, but how do you feel about this song now that we've covered it? Do you like it the same, less, or more? And remember, less is more. Less. You like it less? Uh, I don't really like it better, for sure, and I probably like it a little less now as well unfortunately it is like a jam musically it's fun it's a very tight like pop rock pop punk thing like i said it's got a very blank um bridge and everything the but the the message feels so muddled while the, Mm -hmm. the the theme is clear the message feels muddled and that just really keeps me from enjoying it so you know who's to blame maybelline maybelline he pointed at me when he said that. Your name is Maybelline. Well, Danny and Maybelline will be back at you next week with more Sadie Hawkins pod.